Hi, and welcome to another episode of Talk About Theories, the podcast that shares different communication theories that are discussed in theories of human communication. I'm your host, Gabrielle Jackson. So this week, we're going to discuss the topic of culture that is found on Chapter 11. Culture is something that we tend to not talk about when we think of communicating, but it's really something that is intertwined throughout the forms of communication. It lives and thrives in interactions between our friends, families, and communities, and in a way, it actually shapes our values, opinions, and behaviors. On this episode, we're going to focus on the ethnography of communication. Ethnography of communication was influenced by several scholars, but focuses on five key things. Those things include, one, forms of communication used by a group, two, the meaning of those communication practices for the group, three, when and where those practices are actually used, four, how it creates a sense of community, and lastly, five, the variety of codes. Del Himes, who is one of the influencers of ethnography of communication, is also one of the founders of speech code therapy. And speech code therapy means that people within specific cultures will use shared codes to communicate. Now, those same people are responsible for the use of the codes, the channels that they use them in, the setting, topics, and the messages that form to express that culture. Himes refers to the culture of people as a speech community. Now, within the theory, he believes communicators follow what he calls a speaking model, which stands for setting and scene, participants, ends, act sequence, key, instrumentalities, norms, and genres. I find the speaking model to be useful because it not only compares different cultures, but it also shows how different communities interact. For example, the book names two native groups, the Apaches of the United States and the Elongates of the Philippines, as two different native cultures that interact within their own groups and communities. Now, I see the example and I understand it, even though they didn't go into too much detail, but I think that there is a specific group or specific communities that are a lot closer to home that can be easily used as an example for this. A good example to use to identify and to explain speech code therapy would be baby boomers, generation X, and generation Y. Now, the reason why I say this is because of the differences between each group and how they interact with not only each other, but how they interact with other age groups. I can think back at a time when I was in the sixth grade and I was not as articulate as I was, but I was more influenced by my culture surrounding me. Now, at the time, this was more, more so the early 2000s, probably 2001. And at the time, you know, I was really into hip hop and I was starting to get into a little bit of social media. I think MySpace and AOL, Messenger, all those things were coming of age. And that was around the time when I got my first cell phone. So because of this, I think only a couple other people had cell phones at the time, but everyone had instant messenger accounts. 
So when it came for me to communicate with my classmates and my friends, I would use shorthand. I would use Ebonics. I would use anything other than the exact word I was supposed to use to communicate with everyone around me. However, when it came for me to communicate with my mother, who is considered to be part of the baby boomer generation, it wasn't as easy as it was to communicate with my peers. I would write her notes or leave her messages and I would use shorthands and I would use LOL or SMH or smiley faces or I would break words down break words down like wow I can't even remember some of the things I used to write but I mean I I actually spoke to my mom a couple weeks ago about this and she actually pulled out one of my papers that I wrote for class and a note that I wrote for her and it was so terrible and filled with broken English it was actually pretty sad but She could not understand the notes. She could not understand why I wanted to talk like that. She could not understand what purpose it served me or anyone around me to speak or to write in that type of way. But as she could not understand, it was a speech code that was used amongst me and my friends and my peers around me. We understood it. It was distinctive to us. It was something that we had and it was our own. And that's what speech code talks about. Now that I'm older, I fully understand where my mom was coming from when she was telling me that I shouldn't write or talk like that. Some of the downfalls to it was the fact that when I did write essays for school or did my homework, I practiced those same speech codes and I used them within my homework or the essays that I would write. And I would get failing grades or bad grades just because of how I was writing things out or how I was speaking. It was very hard for me to kind of switch back and forth between the codes just because I was so used to speaking in one particular code. Now, as although it was bad for me, I think now that I'm older, I'm able to adapt and I've learned how to switch amongst codes. So there is a specific way that I will talk to my mother, anyone of my mother's generation, compared to how I would interact with people in my generation compared to how I would interact with people in a younger generation. I think with Generation X, it is easier for us because we are coming of age and becoming adults. So we know how to go back to each group and kind of just interact with them. But it's a little bit harder for baby boomers to interact with Generation Y because they don't fully understand their culture. They don't fully understand how they interact with each other and the communities that they live within. For my mother, learning early 2000s culture was not appealing to her. And because of that, there was a huge disconnect between me and her. I mean, honestly, I used to think my mom was so uncool and so boring. But in reality, it was the complete opposite. We were actually more alike in more ways than I could have ever thought of. But it was because of the cultural communication that we lacked between each other that we did not see it for what it was. I think in today's society, it's very important that we do not allow things like that to happen. It's for us to bridge those gaps and for us to understand each code and be able to interpret it amongst each other. You you know, you usually see a lot of kids within Generation Y and a lot of people are always trying to say, I don't know what's going through their heads or I don't get it. Or, I don't understand why they think the way they think or why they dress or why they speak the way they speak to each other or do the things they do to each other. 
Well, it's a part of their speech code. It's how they interact with each other. I think it is important that we learn how to crack those codes because maybe if we did, we can probably end some of the issues that they have surrounding them. You know, in today's society, a lot of children are actually afraid of going to school because of things like bullying and school shootings. I can't even remember a time where that was ever an issue for me when I was in elementary school, high school, or even in college. Yes, there was always a threat of it, but it was never something that was a part of my reality. And that's just because of the speech codes that we had amongst each other. We respected each other. We knew when to push each other's buttons. We knew when to lay off. I don't think today this generation understands that. And I think because of it, it's pushing the narrative even further and further that these unthinkable and unimaginable and these tragic events keep happening. I think that, you know, as baby boomers and as Generation X, we need to find a way to break those codes so that we can lead our Generation Y children into a better future. Because if we instill those values and we break those codes and we learn how to create our own codes within them, then one day they'll be able to grow up and do the same for the generations to come. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed my take on ethnography of communication. Now, if you enjoyed my thoughts, or you agree with them, or if you have something different to say, please feel free to share at jacksong32.wixsite.com forward slash talk about theories. Until next time, I'm Gabrielle Jackson. Take care.